This is your King Baby Duck, Evan Borgo, the host of the No Borders, No Race podcast show. Every other Tuesday, you can hear the hottest J-pop and alternative music around. Plus, I give my thoughts on many aspects of the pop culture world, all with a pure Bostonian perspective. That's No Borders, No Race, only on BostonBastardBrigade.com, where great music of many genres come together as one. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 454. We are at podcast talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And Ichigo is out tonight. She's not feeling too well, but you can say hi to her in our chat room over on the far corner there. And be nice. She is like macrophage. She does walk around with a big old uh, blade, so she will cut you if, you if you disrespect her. So, you know, and yeah, that's, that's all you need to know. So, oh, man. So, anywho... Y'all already know my next question, so I'm going to go ahead and ask it. How is everybody doing tonight? Uh, I am so tired. <sighs> Reminds me of something I used to hear in boot camp all the time. Weakness, no, pain is weakness leaving the body, so I'm just like, I'm just weak and tired. So by the time I'm I'm not lo- any, in, uh, by the time I'm no longer in pain, what, what, what kind of Super Saiyan-esque thing am I going to look like, huh? Uh, I actually have no clue, so I, I, can't, t- I can't help you out with that. Sorry. <sighs> oh, man. There's, there's been a lot been going on the last few days, so we're going to do our best to fill you in on what's been going on outside of the fandom as well as what's going on within the fandom. So, you, so go ahead, bear with us. And we're going to rock and roll with that. So, definitely. Let's see. Let's go ahead and move this move this up a ladder. So, you know, we're here on Twitch every week, uh, Tuesday nights from 9.30 to 11. Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. Uh, we are also hosted by the amazing people at the Voice of Geeks Network. Not hosted, but, you know, they support us. And we are a proud Vogue Network podcast. You can find them at Twitch TV slash Vogue Network. Uh, they kick things off on Sundays with the Bobby Blackwell Show and Orange Lounge Radio, so definitely check that out. And then we come through on Tuesdays. Uh, you can also find this on also on Vogue at live.vognetwork.com. If you go there, it's a little pop-up chat, so you can watch from the website if you don't want to go through the Twitch app or the web or the site. And we're also on Discord, so find us over at uh, vognetwork.com/discord. 
each uh, one of the, each show on the uh, network has its own channel. So come by, hang out, and have a good time. Uh, something interesting did pop up in our in our, our chat room uh, earlier, and I didn't notice it until some time ago. And my apologies on that. Um, everybody saw the whole Sailor Moon redraws that were going around, right? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and it, all the uh, variants thereof. Oh yeah. Some were classy, some were just outright lewd as fuck, you know. But there was one someone dropped in the chat room, and it showed Usagi wearing an Adidas sweatsuit. And if you look carefully, <laughs> she's ca- she's holding onto an empty bottle of Absolute. Uh, no, but here's the thing. If you've watched PGSM, there is an episode with Usagi, Ami, and Ray who are wearing outfits similar to that, beating up on three guys playing basketball. Oh, I thought it was, like, the one I had sent you, early, like, a while ago. The one she's saying, you stepped on my Jordans. It, that's prop... I'm... Pro- that, got- that's, that, yeah, that's, like, from, like, a couple weeks ago. It should still be in the... It should be, but... Sky chat. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll check that in one sec, but, um, if it's, pro- if it's what I think it is... All right, no, no, that's not it. That's a different one. It's a different one. I see the one you're talking about, though. This one is totally different, so. All right, so let's go ahead and kick things off with uh, how was your week? How was your day? Ari, kick it off, my friend. Um, well, it was payday today, mm-hmm. so a lot of that went to bills as usual. At least mm-hmm. some of them are giving me, giving me a clemency because of the uh the plague outbreak well that's good it's you know it's still it's still ways heavy on me of course but uh oh i, I hear you uh this weekend i was at a friend's house playing their uh planner betrayal legacy story a little further on and mm-hmm. which ended with the with us banished to hell <laughs> and there's still like six chapters for us to go through so oh, okay so we're not dead, but like they were told us, like your fate is just lost, and uh, so th- that's a hell of a cliffhanger to end on. Mm. Um, I didn't see in your house this past weekend. I was just, I didn't even leave my home on uh on Sunday. I hear you. I mean, on a side note, I mean I'll, I'll admit I haven't really followed wrestling since everything has either been doing in the production center or the studio whatever because to me it's just not the same without a live audience even though you have other wrestlers within that within that entity there it's it kind of helps so i'm flipping channels i'm just like wait in your house wait what am NXT i in your house See, I they resurrected the brand name. They even had Todd Pettengill doing promotional spots for it. Oh, my God. I thought I had gone back to the 90s. I'm like, I saw the NXT bro. I was like, wait, what? Anywho, yeah. please continue. But anyway, other than that, it's just, you know, trying to survive one day to the next. Mm-hmm. And even, like, today, I'm like, I was, like, feeling, like, rumbling in my chest. Like, even after eating dinner, I'm like, Wait, am I having indigestion, or is my, or is my heart just gonna spontaneously explode because I'm really starting to freak out? Mm. I just, it just hasn't been a good time for me. That's all. 
I, I, I just blame it on what's going on out there. It's, it's messing with everybody, you know? Microtron, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, okie dokie. Uh, started back to work, um, full time. Mm -hmm. So I have my work exhaustion back. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically about it. I've been watching a lot of TV. I've been rereading fan fiction. Um, I finally got through the grouping of fan fiction. It only took me, you know, two months to do it. Yeah. So instead of starting on another grouping of fan fiction, I decided that I was going to reread the fan fiction I've already read. Wow. Yeah, it, it's it's that bad. Um, but I'm I'm not going through and rereading everything. I'm just going through and reading the stories that I actually enjoyed and then favoriting them so that later on I can, you know, find them easier and reread them. But yeah, once I'm done with this grouping, which I don't actually have uh, too much more of, mm -hmm. then I'm going to go on to another grouping. But yes, it will still be Supernatural. Of course. Yeah, I'm, I actually am really interested to see what people have done for the crossover of Supernatural and Lucifer. Um, I While I was reading through this, one of the authors um, actually had one of those types of stories yeah. So I decided that it would be an interesting take on, you know, how they would do it. So I'm, I'm kind of interested mm. to see that. But yeah, I mean, that that's, that's, that's basically it. <laughs> yeah, that I've reminds, been reading a lot. That, that reminds me, I need to, I need to continue watching Lucifer. I'm, I haven't even, I don't think I finished season one. And now that yeah, it's on Netflix I, I with no through, commercials. I got through about halfway season two. And it's looking like they're going to approve another se another season on Netflix. They already did. Oh, yeah. Because I, I know that just popped up that they actually were um, looking to go ahead and approve another season. I kind of like that, and I'll tell you why in, in just a bit. But um, what my weekend day has basically been me trying to pick up the pieces and just figure stuff out and move along, like... As you can see, I actually did laundry, so, I mean, honestly, I, I, I chill at home six days a week. I'm wearing the same shorts. I rotate between two shirts, three tops, depending on where I'm going, and then at the end of the week, they get tossed right into the laundry, into the laundry bag. Did all of that, so, you know. Um... I, as you can see, there are a bunch of boxes behind me. I am in the process of breaking out all except for like two boxes to keep for shipping stuff and just get it out of here. Um, I am going to eventually, next week probably, move that bookcase to the far corner and just kind of organize it so that back area doesn't look, you don't have to like snake around to grab stuff. You can actually walk in there and grab stuff. You know, that's what I'm kind of going with. Um, I finished. I actually rewatched Cells at Work, and I actually watched a dub, and it was really good. What threw me for a loop was when I got the episode six on Netflix, it switched to Japanese language track, and I'm just like, what? And I open it up, and it's like English track. I'm just like, did I miss something? So I just end up watching it on Funimation, so no harm, no foul on that. 
I also, I think it was yet yeah, last week. I, I did this happened last week, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I finished a uh, Fuller House, and, and I really like how it ended. And they ended it where they could do another show. With they left the, it open ended. Kinda. I mean, look, I, I'm just going to. I'll just ruin it. Uh, DJ, Stephanie, and Kimmy got married. That was the final episode. They were all they were all going to move out. The girls moved, came back and wanted to stay, so everybody's staying in the house. So I'm just saying they could do a spin another show, like maybe ten or fifteen years down the line with the kids that are there. You know, I don't Bullets see house. Mm, maybe. I'm just saying they could, but I don't see them doing it because it ended on a ver- on a good open ended note, and and I thought they was going to make a nudge at um at at, at at the Olsen twins. Like I thought maybe you would see like a silhouette of whoever's playing Michelle in the background of the wedding, but nothing like that at all, and no mention of of Becky and all of that. So you know it was kind of interesting. It's like as if she never existed. So. It is, and that's that. Um, I played about. Yeah, I know. I know. In the series, they ended up, you know, making a couple of jokes at their expense. The fact that you know neither one of them wanted to come back, but at the same time, neither one of them acts anymore. True, but neither one of them has done anything Mm -hmm. in their acting career since they were eight. They're just sitting. And they're just sitting on the on the money, and they're actually spending royal whatever royalties that they have. They haven't even touched the actual money that they've made. Well, no, they yep. also have two clothing brands, yep. upscale clothing brands at that. So the fact that you know neither one of them wanted to come back, and again because neither one of them has done a- mm-hmm. anything for acting in since they were eight. Yeah. You know, I completely understand it. They no, don't no. have the same memories. And no, that's mainly because their parents forced them into it. No, you know something? The way they did the show, it was I actually liked it without Michelle Tanner. I, I enjoyed it with, without, with, without the youngest one. I thought it still played off pretty well. I mean, they have a younger they have a younger sister, Elizabeth Olsen, that could do it, but, you know, I think I'd be sort of, that would probably piss off the fan base as a whole. It's good the way it is, you know. I don't yeah. think it would piss the fan base off. I just don't think... Mm she would come into it i mean how do you go from no 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 there's no way it wouldn't be self-referential no what i'm saying is you bring in elizabeth olsen as a stand-in in the background for the wedding or something like that i that's what i thought they were going to do but it still worked without it no i i I mean, as much as I could say, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, she has the look, so yeah. it wouldn't be that far-fetched. And she's kind of grown more than being a stand-in for Michelle on the show, though. True. But I'm just saying, the way they did all five seasons, it was it was great. They actually just acknowledged in the first episode she was, she was too busy to running her modeling career. I mean, their modeling company or whatever. And I think someone else made another in-joke, and they all stared at the screen. So, And that was the last they ever mentioned her. <laughs> yeah, it was, I was reading up yeah. on what was going on. Mm-hmm. I know um, Kimmy mentioned Michelle's bike in the attic. Mm-hmm. No, they do reference 
like items and stuff like that. But what's interesting is whenever they do flashbacks to the original episodes, it's they there's no reference to the youngest Tanner. It's always about them, which is great. Um, let's see what else is going on here. That's basically has been it. I'm getting better at ordering stuff online so I can have it. Um, I had to order stuff from Target again because the Target by me was closed for a solid week, which thankfully they were open today so I could get some shopping done. So, and my thing is, I don't get how, well, maybe because I buy few stuff at a time, I can't see myself. Like doing online delivery groceries for about sixty dollars a week to get it delivered. I can't put really unless I buy really expensive stuff. I can't see my I can't put sixty dollars worth of groceries in my little fridge here at a time. Yeah, that's the mm. one good thing about having a fridge the size that I have is. Mm -hmm. I can, you know, bulk buy some things. True. But there's two of you in that house, so it kind of makes sense. Even if I had a fridge that huge, I still can't see myself trying to, you know, put $60 of groceries in. And at the same time, you know, it's like, I need I need to buy, do grocery shopping by the end of the week. Next available date is two weeks from Friday. Well, shit. Let me just walk my, let me just hop on the subway, go to the store, go to the supermarket, buy what I need and come back, you know. And then that's that's all good. So. Um, I played my TurboGrafx-16 Mini a little bit more. Um, playing, I'm going through Borderlands 2. We're almost at the end. So now we're going back and doing side quests so I can get my character up to level 30 before we finish it. And then we're going to jump back to the original. Because after we started playing 2, I went out and bought the, um, X, the remastered version for for Xbox One so we can do co-op playing because you can't co-op play on the 360 version if you're both on Xbox One which kind of sucks but I will say the remaster it was only like $11 and it really looks way better than the than, than it looked on 360 so I'm happy about that um let's see that's basically has been it right, let's do some housekeeping um like I said we'll hear every Tuesday um Looks like Fourth of July will not fall around the time of a podcast, so you know we won't, we won't be doing anything too too special. But you know, um, if you also notice, our layout is a little bit different. Over there, on my screen, it's on the left, so it should be how it looks to you. On the left there, uh, you'll see our pride flag, and it'll be there for the rest of the month. I will be representing this shirt this whole month while we're doing our streams. Um, I will probably be doing some other streams throughout the month, too. I just got my hands on a copy of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and I can play it on PC, so I'll be playing around with that. I mean, Awesome. Yeah, it kind of sucks I have to re-level my characters, but it's still a fun game to play. Music's great, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. And also, if you notice, at the top there, our navigation bar, blacklivesmatters.card.co. Go to the site. You will see tons of information on how you can help the cause that's going on one way or another. You don't have to reach out to me and say that you're doing something. Just go ahead and do it. And that's all that matters to me. I know that there have been some people that's kind of get 
can feel like their feathers are being ruffled that we're discussing this. And this actually happened on on another show. And all I gotta say about that is tough shit. <laughs> this is becoming the if it's not already, it's becoming the new normal. We're going to talk about this. A lot more content creators are gonna be discussing this. Get used to it. This is what it's going to be about. You don't want us to discuss Black Lives Matter? Make my life matter worth something. Just end bullshit. If you're not, this is gonna be this is gonna keep on. What you see what's going on, it's going to keep going until the playing field is basically leveled across the board. And that's it. Um got a couple interesting anecdotes from today. Um I am I went into uh stop and shop to do my grocery shopping. And I'm wearing my We Are All Human shirt. And if you notice, it's each letter represents a different LGBT flag. A police officer saw me and said, nice shirt. And I just nodded. I was like, hey, I think that was pretty cool that, the sh- that, he, that he acknowledged that. And when I was in Target, um, another woman actually acknowledged the shirt too. And we actually got into a conversation about what's going on. And she thought it was a really awesome thing. That you know, that, that that what's going on and the shirt and and I like the fact that people are noticing that I'm wearing this shirt because this basically is what's going on, regardless. I mean, regardless of your gender, color, creed, sexuality, all of that, we all are human. I'm mean, that's basically is it, and he, and everybody's got to recognize and understand that. So. Mm. It just sucks that you know people that you that are that there are geeks out there that are kind of and that aspect of they're kind of tired of hearing about it and it hurts a little bit more when these geeks and nerds who are kind of like you know kind of tired of the current status quo and they are a minority like myself and and I'm like. You could be a little more appreciative of what's going on because, let's be real, if it wasn't for our ancestors fighting, we couldn't even, we wouldn't even have this. So be a little more thankful and appreciative. And just because your privilege is showing to the point where it bothers you, you need to really give yourself a, a, check, a check dose of reality. And that's it. All right. So go ahead and get into the Geek Roundtable. Uh, this is where we talk about, I guess, less about anime, but more about geeky stuff that we like to do and show off some cool geeky stuff. So, and I see um, Mako-chan is at the center of attention, as always. Uh, yeah, so I, I missed out on the Bandai anniversary um, purchase of Me too. Death Scythe. Um, which really, really upset me. But then I said, well, screw it. I will look and see if any of the older models aren't too expensive. Yeah. Um, so I actually went on to Amazon, and Amazon has a couple of them. Um, I'm actually I, I'm looking at one that I might go and purchase uh, just to also have. But um, I really want uh, the bigger one of this version. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and if you couldn't understand that, um, I really like 
deaths. I, I like the design of it. Um, <clears throat> it is definitely my favorite Gundam from any of the series. And uh, actually, Epion is number two. Again, just because I like the design. Um, it's so very me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I ended up getting this model. Uh, this is the one that actually comes with a little uh, duo figure as well. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, it took me like five hours to put it together. What's, what's interesting? Do you have the duo figure as well? Hmm? Do you have the duo figure right on there. you? No, it, it came with it. Yeah, this is the duo figure. Oh, sorry, I didn't see it. Because she didn't paint it, that's why. Yeah, gotcha. this is the only thing that because the figure itself came colored um so duo came like this uh which is very weird so i haven't decided if i'm actually going to paint him or not uh just because i don't think my model painting skills are right. up to par so i don't want to screw him up um but yeah i i really enjoy doing uh these types of models um i enjoy like legos and crap like that mm -hmm. so this is right up my alley so i really wouldn't mind going and getting um some of the other ones just to have them i i, I had to get death Scythe though um i actually had one of the original ones about this size of uh just death Scythe. Mm -hmm. this is death Scythe hell um and <laughs> And one of my cats decided that she was going to play with it and started eating <laughs> on it, which is also why I kind of need to get a new Epion because I did have that one as well. And uh, she decided that she was going to eat the tail on that one. Um, so, yeah, I, I the mm -hmm. my ultimate goal is to actually get the metal cast of uh, Wing Zero Custom. Nice. Um, and that's like $300, $400 at this point. So that's not something that would happen um, anytime soon. But that's my ultimate goal is to at one point get that model because everything is metal and everything has to be screwed in with little tiny screws. And I really, really want to play with it. <laughs> you know, it's a, I actually have a Death Scythe uh, Gundam up in my closet, but... I, I think I screwed up assembling it because it just doesn't stand, so I just leave it in the box in the closet. And I bought this years ago. So I might pick up another kit and put it together, but the issue is I don't know where to put it. And I'm looking at my display case. I bought more acrylic risers because I have, like, four more figurines I got to make room for in there, so. Well, I, I, I will say mm -hmm. and spoil a little bit that um, you might have a kit coming to you for your birthday. Fair enough. That saves me like $50. It's, it's not this one, though, mm -hmm. um, but I think you would enjoy it. Fair enough. I ain't complaining. Yeah, I, I've been doing really bad with mailing out gifts. Like, I've had Ari's birthday gift since the end of February and still haven't mailed it out. <laughs> and you drive right by the post office at least once a week. Yeah, I actually even have it in a box. So all I have to do is seal the box and address the box and ship the box. Why don't you do that tomorrow? Why don't you... I can't. I'm at work. No, what I'm saying, when you get home tomorrow, seal it and address it 
and then just Saturday just drive over and drop it in and drop it off. Yeah, I, I, I really probably should do that just because yes. it's you know, sitting there. I do have to go out on Saturday anyway, so, you know, it's not like it would be bad. True. My issue is that while my post office is a hub, they have um, cl they, they've, um, closed early and mm -hmm. opened late, so it's really screwing me up because they're closed by the time I usually go over there. Yeah, I mean, I if it makes you feel like I have a package here, I need to get to Ichigo, and I'm like, if I'm up by ten o'clock tomorrow morning, I'll head over to the post office. And I will say, I finally got the stuff I ordered off of AliExpress from back in April. Finally showed up. Oh, me too. I finally got my case. I'm very happy with it. I got the charger I was looking for. I realized after I ordered the charger, it's not the right one, but it's okay. The existing travel charger that I keep in my bag stays home, plugged in the wall over here, which powers my TurboGrafx-16 Mini, and the other one is for, like, recharging PS4 controllers, battery, whatever. And the, the newer one, I will keep with me. So, when I need that perfect heavy-duty one, which I'll probably order by the end of the year, because let, let's be real, there really is no reason for me to need like a high-end USB-C charger because there are no cons at the moment, so... <laughs> well, why do you think I ordered this thing? There's no <laughs> conventions. This is my convention for the year. Ordering shit like this. Well, yeah. uh, look, uh, I, 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 I dropped $300 on a video card, okay? That $300, I know I can easily spread throughout the year buying tchotchkes at conventions, okay? That's my convention money. And that is the most expensive piece of computer equipment that I ever purchased. And I'm not talking, like, the entire thing like I did a year and a half ago when I had to drop $700 onto this new machine, upgrade this machine. I'm talking about one component. And I am in the and I still don't believe a video card should cost that be that expensive should be nearly twice the price of your processor. Now I understand if you go with a high end processor, anywhere from three hundred to two grand, and then dropping three hundred dollars on the video card. I get that. That that's understandable. My processor ran me about one fifty two hundred, and I'm just like, eh. but given the um. Given the specs of it, I'm perfectly okay. As long as I can get at least a good three to four years use out of it for what I do, I am not going to complain. Because I'll be damned if I had to see myself dropping another $300 after two years. Mm. And Bonds006 is in the chat room. Hey, dude. All right, Ari, what you got? What's on your mind? Um, well, uh, I, uh, Nintendo had dropped the newest uh, Clubhouse games on the yeah. Switch this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And I, I haven't purchased the uh, the full version yet. I just got the download, the uh, demo for it. You know, but uh, you know, it's pretty fun so far. It's got a whole bunch of card, table, and the uh, uh, the card, table, and uh, other other you know, mm -hmm. you know, tabletop games like that. And uh, one of the things it also has is a slot car racing. And if yeah. you have multiple uh, Switch systems, they have what's called mosaic mode. You can set up the switches on the table oh yeah and like and it'll sync up and make it and make itself its own uh 
its own slot car course based on where and how the switches are situated. I think I think there's an option like that with Mario Party. Like now, is there like two Mario Parties for the Switch? Mario Party and Super Mario Party, or is it just one? Uh, I think just Mario Party Ten. I think I, I haven't a. Uh, yeah, because I actually while, got so. I actually got a copy of Mario Party for my for a birthday, and but I knew there's one called Super Mario Party or something like that, and I and you can like link the switches together for like a game board or something, or something like that. It's kind of interesting. I hadn't heard about that one. Uh, no, I might be thinking of the same game or something like that. I, I don't know. But anyhow, once all once all my bills clear, I'm gonna see if I can uh, if I can afford it and buy it myself. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Let me turn this. All right, all right. So this is so. I've already said it that I, you know, I'm upgrading my video card. I'm get. I ordered the RT Nvidia RTX twenty sixty Super, and I'll probably show off the box to that next week because delivery day is supposed to be to be between the tenth and the thirteenth. So I'm kind of hoping it gets shipped out tonight and I have it tomorrow. But I also got these for my rebuild. If I can grab it real quick. Ugh. RGB lighting. <laughs> nice. The the I got these 140s, which are going in the front, and the 120s I have here. Two are going on the pump. I mean on the radiator, and two and one is going to go in the back. What's interesting is that in the back I have a 140, but I don't I didn't want to buy one separately, so I'm just holding on to this. And I, and I'm waiting on another one because I because um yeah because let's see I got another one on its way coming in so that should be fun um I might do strips I haven't decided but the way my case is it's just how I feel I've kind of warmed up to RGB um because I realized I can do it in a classy way where it doesn't look tawdry. Um, if you look at Bitwit uh, videos where he judges uh, builds, there are some really bad builds with RGB. So, yeah, is it really, really bad that I want more crap for my computer? Actually, no, it's not. <laughs> what do, I'm what, gonna need? I'm gonna need a a lot of uh, upgrades on mine. Actually, right now, I mean, I would say fi about five hundred will give you a good overhaul, but given how Prices are get are kind of crazy as hell right now. So yeah, I mean, it, like, I'm not playing too many games on it, and uh, it's still it still connects to the internet and whatnot. Yeah. It just occasionally it'll take like thirty seconds to get from the startup screen to uh, the login screen. Mm. Well, I mean, if it take if you can get from boot to your desktop in under thirty five seconds, you're fine. Most of the time I can, but sometimes it'll just It'll just like hang on the uh, initial screen, like gotcha. for like two minutes or so. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, That's why I bought the external hard drive mm -hmm. in case you, you you recommend me doing a fresh install of Windows. I can. Back I everything I, up. I recommend a fresh install of Windows every six months to a year if you if you for on average if you're an average user, once a year. 
Heavy Duty, six months. Um, and um, like I said, I did another build. And the thing is, um, I did an all white PC build, and I'll have pictures of that on my on my face on my fan page later this week, along with a link to the part so you can check it out. It was supposed to be originally heavily Corsair based because I'm biased by Corsair, not because I'm well, I'm biased by them, but I also love their products. I I stand by their stuff, and they're good stuff. Yeah, and by the time you know we were able to start buying stuff to get it done most of the Corsair stuff was heavily expensive or unavailable and by the time we were able to order it I wouldn't be there to do the assembly so we went with Enermax and I'll say that wiring stuff directly to the board was kind of tricky because I had to wire three together on one splitter and then wire two to another splitter and unite the splitters together and I'm like oh I'm going to I'm going to short circuit something but I didn't and it's real, and the build is really clean looking. That's the first time I've worked with RGB outside of Corsair. The main thing is I just like the better controlling of um of the software. You could do more with the lighting and the management of it. So, and Marco, what more do you want to do to that computer? I don't know. I just want it to be pretty. <laughs> well, I have to swap out one of the fans. And I have the extra, and for me to run it properly, I need a, a lighting hub. My my kits each have a lighting hub. I'm going to take one of those out and set it up in yours because I can run all of my fans off of one hub. So we got that. When I'm done, all the lights, all the fan lights will spin together, and you'll have like the RGB strips going around your PC, so you'll have something. And if you want more colors you can go with a corsair rgb keyboard at a corsair rgb headset and stuff like that and just be blinged out have it running in have it running in like shades of yellow and green well like right now i'm i i'm ordering a cling for the uh case a what so it's a cling it's a cling like it's a sticker, but it goes on to glass or plastic, so oh. it doesn't actually stick oh, like okay. a cling. Oh, okay. Um, so, so yeah, so I'm currently ordering a Peridot cling so that once that this is fully set up, um, and everything is showing the way I want it to, uh, I'll have a Peridot cling on there. Per okay, I I could go for something like that of Johanne on the side of my case. That would be cool. Um, if we go in our chat room here, uh, Bonds of 06 asks if I tune into the MASHFest NYC stream. No. Um, MASHFest is not an interest of mine, per se. Yes, I've gone to a couple to hang out, but mostly you know, to take pictures and show off the scene. I'm not much of a fighting gamer type, but I'll participate here and there. Um, Bonds, if you, know, if you have any basic PC knowledge... Go to PCPartPicker.com and just read some of the PC builds that they have there. And then start creating a build, you know. And it'll let you know what's compatible and what's not compatible. Uh, my friend, my other friend Chelsea, she's looking at putting, she wants an, a high-end gaming system with streaming. And I actually gave her a good build for under 1400 
but with a gaming monitor, speakers, and uh, capture card, all this stuff, it came out to about $2,100. I don't know if she's going to go ahead with that, but at least she has that link as reference, which is great. And one thing is, I realized that the... Um, the 120 fans were on sale at uh, Best Buy, and I didn't. And I got too lazy to price match it. No, no, it was on sale at Amazon. I got it through um, Best Buy. Uh, I saw last night. Um, I I was on there. Um, I think it was Monday night, Monday or Sunday night. These were like 118 dollars. So I'm like, I will price match them in the morning. And I go on the site. It's back to the regular price of one twenty nine, and I'm just like, damn it. You sent me uh, like the one that PC price picker, didn't you? PC part because picker. I, That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. Because um, the build I did for yours is still listed there, so. Mm. And no, I don't do the Mash Fest NYC stream. I must have a twin or something like that, because that, that that ain't me. Trust me, I was here watching movies with friends of mine last night. Ah, damn it. Hold on for one second. Okay. You all right over there? I am going to be sweltering for a little bit because the upstairs neighbors turned on their air conditioner, which for the most part, I'm okay with. But the problem is... The, uh, the Freon that drips out of there falls on a plastic tarp. So you can kind of hear it. And I had my window open. So I just closed my window so to cut out that noise. And what I'm probably going to have to do tomorrow morning is move that plastic out of, out of the way so when it drips, you don't hear it. As long as I still have my, my front door open for, for some type of cool air circulation, I'm fine. So now that we got all all that out the way for the most part, uh, let's go ahead and start kicking off tonight's topics. Uh, Mako, kick things off with Warner Brothers Japan. Yeah, so Warner Brothers Japan is doing a stream called Stay Connected with Anime. Uh, this is going to be on July 3rd. It's going to... Um, it's going to feature guests and staff and cast from various uh, shows, including uh, Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon, uh, Food Wars, uh, the uh, yeah, Food Wars, JoJo. Um, so they're all, you know, going to be on this, uh, whether it be staff or voices. And uh, basically, they're doing this because of uh, Anime Expo being mm -hmm. canceled. So this is going to be, according to them, an event for the overseas fans who couldn't attend the Anime Expo event. So they are now, you know, added on to Aniplex, who's doing something, Funimation, who's doing something. Christ, it's, it's, okay, okay. It's, this is just like shades of an actual convent of actual physical conventions where you know you got four conventions going on the same weekend and everybody's splitting the teams going to different cons in a way that's no different from now except that 
when you're done with one convention, you jump to another server and you watch what goes on there, you know? Yeah, this is going to be kind of crazy. So Warner Brothers Japan is going to be doing it July 3rd. Anime Expo is doing their Anime Expo Lite on July 3rd and 4th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aniplex is doing theirs on July 4th and 5th. Funimation is doing theirs on July 3rd and 4th. So you basically just need to pick and choose who you're looking to see, what you're looking to, you know, what information you're looking to get. I like this stuff because it means news is going to come out mm-hmm. because news has been slim picking since everything went I on know. hiatus. Mm-hmm. I, oh, oh, yeah. In regards to Funimation Con, they, they're now doing, um, they're now taking registrations for the convention. And it's free 99, meaning it's free. I do need to retweet at them and see if they're taking panels or something like that because I would love to do our panel on with them. You know, that would be kind of cool. Well, my guess is at this point, since everything's happening in July, they probably have everything set. I mean, but the, the, which, you know, now we have virtual conventions going on and a lot of the virtual conventions are taking panels from from normal people, which is noted from a normal con, but something like this, you would expect they would want to get stuff from the people. I understand with the AX Lite, it's going to be a lot of streamed uh, industry panels, and it pro- they probably will have a few um, a few personal panels as well, give or take. Yeah, and even if they don't. The fact that they already have panels set up because they were actually going to have a con makes sense to me. But here you are creating a virtual convention, and I'm like, well, if you want to make it better, reach out to the people. So, I, I'm just going to... I don't know. I, I think I'm definitely going to have to look into the Anime Expo one, just mm-hmm. because they're going to have Amino there. Oh, you, you, might, you might as well do coverage of that if you want. Well, it depends, because it is, you know... July 3rd through 4th. Yep. So, depending on when he's actually going to be doing something, mm-hmm. I mean, yes, I know it's streaming, but I'm pretty sure it's streaming live. I don't think it's just something that I can click the link on and, you know, crap's gonna pop up whenever I want it to. No, I know. It's gonna be like, you know, sir, it's the times and all of that, you know. This might be the only time a masquerade may run on time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know why it's going to run on time? Because there's no masquerade. There are people Ouch. running. No, there are people run. There are events running virtual masquerades. Yeah. And as Bob Coffee says in our chat room here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, this is the only time AX will run on time. Oof. I mean, if you think about it, you know, you don't have to stop, clear people out, reset the room, you know. You can just type a command, kick everybody out the chat room, and then, like, here comes the fresh. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um. All right. All right. All right, Ari, what's going on with Toei Animation? Uh, let's see. Toei Animation announces their winners for their anime pitch contest. 
Let's see. The project's named the 100 Year Anime Project. Originates from its goal to create an anime that will continue for the next 100 years. I think it's called Pokemon. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, the project allowed participants to submit proposals for an anime project in one of four different courses. The A course is those who have no experience working on anime and manga. B course is those who have experience in the industry. The C course saw proposals for a remake of Ikyu-san television anime, but Toei Animation chose no winner for that course. And the D course is for experienced animators, background artists, and prop designers who will support anime projects, but Toei Animation has not announced the winner for that one. <clears throat> Pardon me. Mm. Uh, each course has a grand prize, runner-up, and honorable mention. Uh, winners will have respective caches of 1 million yen, uh, 1 million yen, 500,000 yen, and 300,000 yen, about 9,200, 4,600, and 2,700 do US dollars. Let's see, the grand prize for the B course is a Donkari Tushin Rescue Tai Tanjo Temba Tenko Okakete Ike. The birth of the Acorn News Rescue Service let the Pegasus fly through the sky. Whoa. Uh, President's special prize is Pygmalion, no orange, or Pygmalion's orange. Excellence awards for A course was Paint the Earth, uh, Ride the Lion, and for the B course is Ame Date Sai Sai. Even the arena is multicolored. Uh, and honorable mentions include Meteor Gatherer and Kurage no Hone, a jellyfish's bones. Uh, they launched the contest last year, and the original 75 to 82 Ikkyu Sen television anime series is loosely inspired by Ikkyu Sojun, a real-life Buddhist monk who lived in 15th century Japan. The story imagines, imagines his childhood as a mischievous but clever monk in training at Enkokuji Temple. Which, you know, congratulations to the winners and all. Though the, uh, the prizes do seem a little bit uh, thin, you know? Well, I mean, it's something to get them started, I suppose, you know. Mm-hmm. And referring back to uh, AX Light, Bob Coffey says, I'm sure AX will screw that up, too. Well, that's all I gotta say is, well, uh, any. Oh, this didn't update. Whoops. All right, this next story also falls in in line with what I was discussing at the top uh, earlier in the show. And this is something I didn't see all of this go down. I watched some of this go down on Twitter over the weekend, and I was just like, "Wow!" Now, before I get into this. Everybody has a difference of opinion on things. Given the climate of what's going on right now, there are some things you need to keep to yourself. If there is something that you don't agree with that's going to cause a problem, you shouldn't say it. But the it, problem is sometimes you don't have a problem with it, so you don't care what other people think. And then when you get the backlash from it, you're fighting it instead of owning up to the realization that, yeah, you messed up. So. And if you're going to say something that's kind of not the status quo, keep it to yourself or 
discuss it with people who understand where you're coming from, who will also correct you at the same time. And that per I say I have no problems with. So we're going to talk about a convention out in Texas, and I don't know about y'all. I'm I'm starting to realize Texas is becoming a hotbed of problematic conventions. It's like the Florida of anime conventions. Hmm. Yeah, Fl- Florida's like, it ain't us no more. <laughs> so what happened was, Dave Henkin, con chair of San Japan, made a comment that was really not kosher at all. And I'm going to look it up and see if I can find what was said. All right. So, first things first, even what you say, if it's on social media, whether it's public or private, somebody will see it and will leak it. You just got to deal with it, own up to it, and just whatever. So, on his Twitter account, he asked, you know, he, he basically said, we got tagged asking why we don't bring out POC industry. I'll tell you why. We get tagged and constantly request to book uh, sexual predators and popular asshole divas. That's what people want to throw their money at. Show up by the hundreds with cash to see POC, then I'll book them. There is a convention in Waco who specifically focuses on the POC fandom industry run by POC staff. They don't get the love that they deserve. Now, they're talking about DreamCon, which is run by uh, the YouTube group RDC World One. Great people. That is what caused all of this to happen. And that's where all the backlash came from. And if I'm not mistaken, when this came out, yep, this was, on, this was Friday. Now, when this happened, and he got called out for it, he apologized, and his response was to a tweet that was recently circulating. I am an idiot. I was trying to express frustration with the difficulty of marketing POC guests to large sections of the fandom that request the same Milquil celebrities that are already at every other show. I realize I speak from a position of privilege as a white man and vow to be a better ally in the future. I'm sorry. Now, he has a bit of a valid point. You're looking at either booking well-known talent that's going to put butts in seats and give you the money. And then you're looking at booking talent that not many people may have heard of and you don't know if it's going to if it's going to put money in in the convention. The most common sense thing to do is a bit of both. Five well-known people in the industry, five up-and-comers. And if they're POC, even better. It shows that you want to support what's going on and make things better and so forth. Fine. Now, everybody thought this was all good. Everyone thought that he had learned his lesson. Did he? Okay. The answer is no, because what I am telling y'all about, 
I'm guilty of. I have said something and it got thrown in my face and I've been very defensive about it, trying to trying to justify why I said what I said when in the realization is, yeah, I said it. I shouldn't have said it and I should have owned up to the mistake I made and learned from it. So, he makes another comment. Now, if I if I remember, see my my Twitter account is public, so I think if it's private, the lock is like right between the name and your Twitter name. If it's private, or friends only, or whatever. So whoever this was was on his personal friends tweet and screenshotted it and put it out there. So he retweets what he says and follows up with. What a shitty day this has turned into. I have learned the hard way that if you're a micro-influencer status or directly connected to a group with a large following, that you should not talk about polarizing topics. Locked profile, presume it'll be leaked out. If you want to out yourself, then expect repercussions. Guess I didn't take my own advice to this, and now dealing with the repercussions being too honest about the industry. And he goes... Thanks to whoever screencapped the locked tweet and made it public. You just outed yourself. Purge. Sorry if there are any casualties. Now, sometimes it's not hard to figure out who leaked what. Sometimes you're just like, well, you can't figure it out. You have to own up to it. So, I saw that on a friend's Facebook, and I jumped onto the original tweet, and I put that, you know, he did not learn his lesson. This is what he said afterwards. And then a few days later, San Japan steps up and it's on their Facebook. Long story short, they, they apologize for what had happened and they effective immediately. Um, Dave Henkin will step down of con chair of San Japan. <laughs> what have we learned here, boys and girls? If you if it's on the internet, it's there forever. That too. If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. But if you really have to, say it in a plastic bag. Meaning, make a Facebook post and lock it to yourself so that only you can see it. But, you know, the thing is, the, the racism is, is coming out pretty strong. I mean, I am seeing, like I said, I'm seeing stuff like this from not just, like, people in the industry. I'm seeing this from, like, con goers, a couple of cosplayers left and right. And I'm just like, y'all just making it harder for your own damn selves. So. Anywho, uh, let's keep the ball rolling here. Uh, Ari, what's going on in the Tokusatsu uh, fandom? Uh, let's see, let me bring it up real quick. Uh, Tokusatsu stars joining uh, shows all at shows at home performance. That's pretty cool. Uh, let's see, we've got uh, four, uh, several former Tokusatsu stars recently participated with a shows at home performance. <clears throat> Ryosuke Mira, Mira from Common Rider 000. Is that how it's pronounced? Double O or triple O. Double. Uh, Kazuki Kato, Daisuke 
Kazama, Kamen Rider Drake from Kabuto, and Ryosuke Konishi from uh, Garo. Joined with several other notable Japanese actresses and actresses in a Japanese rendition of Do You Hear the People Sing from Les Miserables? Mm -hmm. And I, I've linked it in the chat for you to uh, all look at as well. And that's pretty. That's pretty amazing. Behold the power of Zoom. Mm -hmm. Let's see. I. It also lists who else is in here, but I don't recognize any of these names. Um, Bob Cody recognizes Kanichi. So, Kanichi. So well, he's happy about that. So. And it's. Glad on, you're happy, Bob. And it's on their. Uh, it's on their YouTube page. So that's pretty cool too. Well, even if I think we pronounced it correctly, if not, somebody will will let us know. So, oh uh, yeah, somebody will let me know. All right. Look, it <laughs> took it took me a while for me to say Hunter X Hunter as Hunter Hunter. Many times, Act has gotten on me about that. So, mm -hmm. and Bob Corby says, if y'all haven't watched Garo, highly recommend it. I've heard of it. I think I watched an episode. I. I don't remember, but um, we're gonna kick. We're gonna kind of bring things a little bit back around. Um, uh, Persona rapper Lotus Juice uh, speaks out in support of Black Lives Matter, and what happened was he wrote a series of tweets expressing his supports for the movement. He lived in Jersey. He, I guess he he lived in Jersey since he was eight years old. And moved and returned to Japan for college and started his career. He basically talked about his experiences with racism growing up, like you know, growing up as a, as an Asian American in America, and he was extremely nervous. And he talks about how you know he made a friend who was African American who just embraced him and said that he was an awesome person. They and they have they're amazing friends. And he talks about how his friend dealt with racism growing up too. And he and he go and he says on here, I live in Japan now, and this may or may not be any of my business, but I had to stand up even from the far east Japan for my friend Trav. Yo, black lives matter. This is no joke. Stop judging. And he he's basically going off talking about, you know, stop the hate and embrace the love. And what's interesting I read earlier today that um Idol sing, uh, singer, um, what is her name? Utada Hikaru actually spoke about that. And what was interesting, as eloquent as she discussed it, we'll probably bring this up on next week's show. Um, some she actually lost fans over this. They thought that she was a little leaning a little bit too far left in, in regards to it. And I'm just like, wow. <sighs> Look, I, I get it. We all have celebrities that we listen to and we follow and we report, you know. And when you realize they are saying something that's kind of political, it makes you step up and be like, I can't believe you said this. How dare you? You have no idea what you're talking about. And it's kind of funny when you tell a, 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 an artist that they don't know what they're talking about when it comes to politics. You either have not paid attention to their music some of the movies that they do or their comics or anything like that because it's all there. 
it's just pretty or by... even better it, even worse if they actually have degrees in in yeah. political sciences yeah, and whatnot uh, comics are pretty fine so to make the understanding of politics a lot easier it's there but you're, you're just too stupid to see it people are saying um x-men is not political that's oh the my entire purpose of the X-Men. My dear, dear, honey, dear, dear child. That's all I gotta say about that. And what? And let me give you a little bit of insight uh, um, about Lotus Juice. He provided music for the Persona games and the anime series, including the theme songs for Persona Three, the movie two, uh, the movie three, P for the animation. Trinity Soul, Persona 3, Persona 3 Fest, Portable, and Persona 2. <clears throat> He's also provided music for JoJo, Soul Leader, Black, Bung uh, Black Butler, and Bungo Stray Dog. Also, as he went on Twitter to discuss this, another vocalist uh, jumped on Twitter. Um, Tatsuhisa Suzuki tweeted in, in support of this. He's part of the group Old Codex. He says, it's not like I understand everything, and I might be told don't bother with such a belated statement or stay out of this, but seeing the news come in, it comes in every day, there's one thing that's been going through my mind. We don't need racism. Um, Crystal K urged people to sign an online petition demanding justice for George Floyd. She is um, a Japanese African-American uh, singer. She, she actually performed opening themes to Pokemon, Giratina, and the Sky Warrior. Uh, she did uh, the Proper the Rapper anime. An ending theme for Full Metal Alchemist and Nodame Kantibwe. Uh, rapper Mitsuhiro Hidaka, who did the opening theme to Run With The Wind, also commented on this as well. Um, music composer Ryuchi Sakamoto actually uh, tweeted about what's going on. Hip hop artist Minmi tweeted her support in regards to it. Look at this: people within our fandom sees what's going on and is talking about we gotta bring it to bring it to a close, and then that's just amazing. And I and I, and I really and I really love that. That's just wow. All right. We're going to wrap this up with one more article. Uh, Mako, I know this is our fandom, so please take this. And even I have questions about this. Yeah, so I'm just going to go through a yes. little thing. Uh, basically, an article came out that goes a little bit more into what is going on with Netflix's Cowboy Bebop. Mm -hmm. uh, so there has been confirmation through rumor um, on this uh, because the rumor was that Ayn was not going to be a Corgi mm -hmm. and they did go ahead and confirm that no, Ayn is going to be a Corgi you don't have to worry about it and uh, uh, basically the person that's writing this basically said we ain't playing Bebop, Bebop is playing us basically <laughs> so yeah. This is not going to actually follow the series. And they're doing it this way so that you can't really complain because you're not screwing up what's actually there. Right. So 
they're calling it a takeoff point. They're going to give a different, they're going to give different hair, different clothing, and it's just going to be loose according to them. Mm -hmm. Um, So they are taking the characters, taking the story, taking that vibe from the show and putting it into this. So I'm not as upset about it. Um, I mean, each episode is going to be the hour instead of the 22 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, While they have the first season down, he's already writing stuff for season two. So Mm -hmm. they are looking to continue on with this. Um, It's supposed to be a broader story Um, a longer narrative for Spike and everything that they did. Um, They're basically looking to take it and um, how they did with The Witcher and broadening that story of the game and what's in the game to give more depth into the characters, to give more depth into the history. That's what they're trying to do with Cowboy Bebop. You know, you know what? It seems like they're not... I think what a lot of people thought what was going to happen was they were going to take the original 26 episodes and adapt it into live-action episodes. Which would be a cool thing to do. But it'd be... Just really time-consuming. And predictable. Uh Uh-huh. It just looks like they're going to cover certain points that the anime never touched on. Like, we know... There's a grudge between Spike and Vicious and Julia and so forth. It looks like they're going to dive deeper into that. Yeah, and they have also said that even, you know, when they're not talking about Vicious and the Syndicate, Mm -hmm. that there are, you know, other hunts that they're going to go on. So it's not just going to, like, that whole thing is just going to be you know one plot that they're doing Mm -hmm. they are going to do you know basic day-to-day kind of stuff with them too so that you do get a feel for the characters more than you actually did in the animated series and as uh theo x75 says or how did jet lose his arm we can go into that'd be another good one and i know one of the big things was the fact, I know a couple people were pissed off. They're like, well, if Faye's not wearing her outfit, I'm not watching the show. Shut the hell up. Oh, well. No, no. Shut the hell up. You're watching it. You, you, you are, trust me, anyone who says they're not <laughs> going to, they will. They're just saying it out of spite. Now, if she doesn't have her original outfit, I'd be disappointed. But if the story is good, I'll stick around and watch it. Now... What I can see happening is if Faye is changing into a normal outfit, you see in her closet the, the yellow the yellow outfit, you know, as a reference point. That would be nice, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that Faye's whole thing and how she actually does her bounty hunting mm-hmm. is to use the sex appeal. Except mm-hmm. that when she's on the spaceship, she doesn't need to be in yellow spandex. Exactly. I can see her wearing it if they're out on a planet somewhere or something like that. I'd like to see her yeah. a- actually have the red sweater. That would be cool. 
And yeah, I mean, yeah. when she's, she's actually like out on a in job. The bathrooms too, hasn't she? Yeah, she's done that. I would love to see more Gambler Fade. I that's I actually enjoy that outfit. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, Theo X seventy five says, "Did they release a cast on who's playing who?" They did. Uh, John Cho is um, Spike Spiegel. Mustafa Shakur is playing Jet Black, and Daniela Pineda is Faye Valentine, and Alex Hassel is Vicious. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they were still working on Ed before this whole thing started. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they had finalized Ed. Because they didn't even get through one episode before um, they ended up having to take a break. And it wasn't even taking a break because of COVID. Mm -hmm. They had to take a break because Joe ended up getting getting, uh, hurt on set. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. I would be upset if the classic clothing was not there. Uh, Whether Mm -hmm. it be coloring of whatever clothing they are going to wear, whether it be outfits that they would wear during the day. I mean, you've got an anime series that the characters wear the same clothes every single day. So obviously, and you know, this is kind of mentioned in a real world kind of situation, they're not going to wear these same outfits every day. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what he's getting at is that you can't expect real people to walk around forever in the same outfits. Maybe it'll save the iconic outfits for something really important or yeah. big going down. That, that will, yeah, I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. I, I think at one point all of the characters will be standing in their iconic outfits. I I hope it would be together at one point, just so that there's a picture of all of them together, how they should be. But I can't see them, you know, I I can see Spike wearing the same style over and over, but not the same exact suit over and over. Mm -hmm. So I don't have an issue with that as long as they actually do a nod to it. Yeah. Um, I, I I will absolutely adore seeing Faye in her evening gown, though, because mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite outfits of hers. And you've got to look at it. Faye has changed clothes multiple times mm-hmm. in the series. But everyone, everyone, yeah, may, but everybody knows, like, the default uh, outfits. Yeah. The default looks, right. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The ones everyone dresses up in. Right. So, I mean, you're. I think you're going to see that outfit and it's going to come up, but I think they're going to be realistic that people are not going to wear the same set of clothing over and over and over. That's going to be a shock to some people. I'm just like, I think it oh, definitely well. will. But at the same time, I mean, you've got to. You've seen that Netflix and other streaming services have done the whole you know, we're going to wear the same outfit that the character wears. Mm-hmm. And while that works um, for something like, say, Full Metal Alchemist, yeah. because he's wearing a jacket for the most part. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a jacket mm-hmm. and, you know, jeans and a shirt. So you can kind of get away with wearing the same jacket over and over and over again. You can't get away with wearing 
the same booty shorts every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's gross. And if you do that, ew. And on a side note, I just registered for Funimation Con, and I have my badge already. <laughs> nice. Uh, I I am I am greatly amused. I, I'm going to post this. I'm going to post this on social media tomorrow. But like I'm registered. Anybody else? And I'm going to download a copy of my badge just because. <laughs> I, I I am greatly amused by this. Print your confirmation. I, I I'm greatly amused by this. Okay. All right. Now that we got that out the way, let's get into our topic. Stories from Japan. And we have a lot, so... Well, we don't have to go over them. I just picked four because I figured Ichigo would be with us. Yeah, but... um, So we don't have to actually do all of them. I want the third one. Okay, you can do that one. Um, I'll take the second one. Alright, then I'll do the first one. Alright, one, two, three in order. Okay. We can save the last one for later. Yeah, save it. We'll save it for Ichigo for next week. Okay, so um, Sapporo Zoo decided that they were going to attempt to do what they could to remain open, and that means trying to bring in money. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so their decision on alternative ways of making money would be to sell things that the animals have basically mauled. So those who contribute 70,000 yen, which comes to about $640 US, will receive a pair of denim jeans that have been mauled by the claws and teeth of the zoo's lions. Hmm. Um, So, I mean, that's kind of cool. I mean, yes, it is a lot, but you figure it is going to a good cause. And at the same time, you can say, yeah, I, you know, these jeans were ripped by lions. So they do have other things. They are uh, going to be selling coasters that are made from beaver gnawed wood. So those will be about 3,000 yen each, um, which brings you to about, you know, $28, $29. They are going to be selling parrot feather earrings from the feathers that have molted from their parrots. Those are going to go for about 5,000 yen or, you know, between 45 and uh, $50. They're going to be selling paintings that are being done by monkeys, seals, and goats. Those are going for about 70,000 yen or about $60. That's pretty cool. Um, They're going to also be doing private live streams of animal feedings of your choice. So for 10,000 yen, which is about, you know, a little bit under $100, you can choose to watch on live stream what they feed. Um, or you can become the head zookeeper for the day. That's going to uh, cost you about 100,000 yen. Um, so there's also going to be shedded snakeskin earrings. And not for nothing, this is kind of freaking cool. So most of the rewards will also be coming from thank you notes from the zoo. Some of them will include photos 
um, of the animals themselves. Uh, some of the items, like the beaver coasters, mm -hmm. are already out of stock, and others are getting very low. So if you're looking to purchase something, um, they're asking you to do so fairly quickly. But not for nothing. This is really freaking cool. I would all sorts of like some of the earrings. Well, you better hurry. Well, I, I'm looking at their crowdfunding page. They've already hit 120 percent of their of their budget of their, of their goals. I think it's like 20 days left. Yeah, I mean, not for nothing. This is actually a really cool kind of yep. thing. Um, it, it is definitely a way for something like this to be able to raise the money in order to keep themselves active uh, in order for them to continue buying food for the animals without having to be open. I, I think it would be very interesting to see if some of the other zoos start to do something like this, mm -hmm. whether, you know, zoos in Japan or zoos in the States or zoos anywhere over the world. Um, just because it is such a, it, it would give you such a unique item whether or not you, you know, kept it as a souvenir or just something to show off. But I, I, I would not mind some actual, you know, feather earrings or snakeskin earrings or something like that. And it's not like they're, you know, crazy expensive either. No, it really isn't. Now watches it this time next week. We find it from Makoto. She actually got, she actually donated and got some, and has something coming her way. She'll be showing off those snakeskin earrings in her next podcast. <laughs> mm. All right, all right. Uh, let's see what else we have here. What in the world? What in the world? A Japanese woman was arrested for cyber stalking an elderly man that's twice her age. So basically what happened was back in mid-February, this senior citizen started receiving an email from a woman saying, I want to see you. But instead of being flattered, he was confused because he don't know who this person is. He never met the woman. And, you know, this would kind of sound like the start of a rom-com, but this is reality. Now, he basically said, uh, eh, he just said, no, thank you. I'm not interested. More emails came in. And he eventually went to the police because he had no idea what was going on. Where are these emails coming from? I don't want to meet this person. So they did an investigation and they were able to trace the emails. They traced it back to a 34-year-old woman that's about 137 miles away from the man. He lives in Shizuoka, and she lives in Chiba. That's basically a three-prefecture difference between the two. And that's just wow. On the plus side, the woman has been arrested for violating Japan's anti-stalking laws. According to the sources involved, the woman had previously lived in Shizuoka for a 
time, and investigators' current theory is that she somehow came into contact with the man and developed an attraction to him without the two ever conversing, then through some, some odd method, was able to find his email address. And, well, now that she knows what's happened and what the end results are, she'll, hopefully she won't do this again. We can only hope. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised. At least this it, time, with a with a younger woman going after an older male, at least it's not a little sister thing. Yeah. And it's kind of surprising because normally something like this is the other way around or something like that. But not with, well, not with such an age gap. Alright, Ari. Take on the last one about the cup noodles. Uh, yeah, so someone scanned a, a 3D. Uh, someone scanned a a cup noodle, instant ramen, and uh, made a like made a, a Gundam model like thing out of it. That's pretty cool. So, uh, toy maker Bandai's Best Hit Chronicle model line has created epic making ideas that transcend the status of mere consumer goods become part of modern Japanese pop culture. And one of those things was the classic Nissan cup noodle. Mm-hmm. So what they did, they used a 3D scanner to digitize the dimensions of the, of the noodles and the toppings. Uh, this one has shrimp, egg, chives, and chunks of mystery meat, which they solved the mystery of a while back. So the model's noodles are like, so great is the attention to detail that the model's noodles are denser at the top than they are at the bottom, mirroring the phenomenon that, cooks when, that happens when cooking actual cup noodles. I would buy something like this and have it sitting on my on my shelf. Yeah, it does look awesome. Uh, when a, like while a fully assembled uh, cup might look like it's a cup of one solid piece, it's made up of an array of interlocking subsections put together. Like, and putting it together looks like it'd be really satisfying, like like a beginner friendly anime mech model. Uh, it goes for about twenty four hundred yen. Is available for or or it's. It goes for 2,400 yen and is available for online pre-order through the premium Bandai One Shop. And it's scheduled for September or so. And they also have a two and a half, like two to five scale PlayStation model as well. Uh, I want one of these little things. I'm actually checking to see if I can get if I can get my hands on this. I doubt it, but that would be kind of cool if I can get my hands on it. Let me do a quick search here. Oh, no. I looked at their English website and I was immediately greeted with uh, a Gohan figure arts. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, I don't see it here. It's probably just Japan only. Oh, well. I mean, I do have friends that could probably ask to get it for me, but... It's all good. All right. Um, let's go ahead and wrap it up because we're quote unquote running late. Mm-hmm. So if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers. 
independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So what we tell you what we like and don't like for being straight up about it. So that's who we are. And if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you will find links to our weekly podcast. You'll also find anime reviews, cosplay interviews, cosplay tips and tricks, uh, convention reports, links to our YouTube videos, links to our Facebook cosplay photos, and so much more. And that's at AnimeJamSession.com. If you're always on your phone, you can take the show on the go with you. You can find us in Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, any program that you use for finding your podcast, just search Anime Jam Session. You'll find all 450 something episodes up there for your listening pleasure and punishment. Sorry. <laughs> and don't forget, we are on social media. Check us out on YouTube for our convention videos. Check us out on Facebook so you know when we're going live, our convention photos. And on Twitter, which we'll let you know when we're going live, links back to our website and other cool stuff. And to everybody that follows us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, thank you so much. We could not do this show without you. So now we're going to go around the room. Last words, Ari. Oh, God. this like These last few days have been brutal. And uh, it's... It, it, I, I try to just go go forth as best I can. I hear you. Last words, Mako-chan. I really need a nap that will last until tomorrow morning. My last words, I have a bunch of underclothes I need to fold and put away. I'm probably going to put on like a, a YouTube stream, geek stream, and just let that play in the background while I work. But that is it. End of list. We are done. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode with Ichigo. We'll have a lot more fun. So that's it. So I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. I think that we're good. Uh, let's go ahead and just, instead of fade to black, let's just fade the gray. So let me pull this up. Good night, y'all. of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!